Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. We're back from our break, a little longer than expected because I also got sick, but I'm pretty much better now. This week, our podcast features an episode of Red Skelton called Housing Shortage. It first aired on December 18th, 1945. I'd rather have a Raleigh. 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 Because Raleigh is the only cigarette that gives you all three. Cigarette program starring Red Skelton with Gigi Pearson, Bernard Felton, Pat McGee, and our tiny singer Anita Ellis, our guest Wonderful Smith, David Forrester and his orchestra, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Pleasure to bring you Metro Golden Mayor's popular comedian and the star of the Raleigh Cigarette Program, Red Skelton. <laughs> Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Say, Rod, did you hear me on Dinah Shoulder's program? Dinah was really swell to me. She gave me some bird's-eye frozen food, but I can't find any place to cook it. <laughs> well, Red, don't tell me you haven't found a place to live yet. Well, I'm spending my time between the Beverly Wilshire Hotel and the Wilshire Palms. Really? Yeah, a nice vacant lot between the two. <laughs> I'm living in a tree now. <laughs> well, isn't it cold? Cool, it's freezing. Last night I opened my suitcase and my shorts were wearing my long underwear. <laughs> my clothes were frozen stiff. I fell out of the tree in the middle of the night and broke my pajamas. Why, <laughs> oh, you're kidding, Red. No, the other day you told me you'd found a room. Yeah, that's true. I was living the life of Raleigh. You mean Riley. Now, I know the side my sponsor's buttered on. <laughs> Tell me now, what other hotels did you stay at last week? Well, let's see. I'll, I'll have to open my suitcase and get the towels out. I can't remember the name. <laughs> One night I finally got a bed into the Biltmore, but they wouldn't give me a room to put it in. <laughs> oh, Anita Ellis, does that invitation to stay with your folks still hold good? Well, what happened to that room you had at the YWCA? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on now. Don't tell me that Skelton stayed at the YWCA. Yes, and I loaned him one of my dresses. <laughs> well, you could at least have worn slack. Oh, I wouldn't have looked like a woman if I wore slack. <laughs> I'm not fat enough. <laughs> well, how long did it take him to get wise to you? Until my five o'clock shadow turned into an eight o'clock shade. <laughs> I was the only girl at the YWCA with red whiskers. <laughs> You know, I hear that the landlords are sending a lobby back to Washington, and 18 congressmen are already sleeping in it. I guess, I guess 
course, the housing shortage is the biggest problem of the day. Yeah, I wish I knew what to do about it. A car a day given away. Say, why didn't I think of that before? For two rolly wrappers, you can get a, a house on wheels. <laughs> well, no, Fred. Most people will use them for driving. Think of it. Seven brand new 1946 Chevrolets given away every week by the makers of Wally cigarettes. Nothing like this has ever been done before. And it's so easy to win. We have another winner to announce right now, and she won just as you can win. Simply complete this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Send your entries to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois, together with two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh's. That wonderful man buys his girl a couple of packs of Raleigh's one day, and the next day he's learning to drive with one hand. <laughs> well, remember, you know, there's a new contest every day, so you have plenty of chances to win. And think of the prize. A magnificent new Chevrolet. See them at your local dealers. They're beauties. Modern, streamlined, deluxe. And what a thrill when you slip into the driver's seat. A shiny new car, all yours. Get started on your prize-winning sentence tonight. And now, another winner. Winner of December 15th, Mrs. Ronald E. Colbeck of Portland, Oregon. Congratulations. Okay, Mrs. Colbeck, you can give Junior E. Scooter back now. <laughs> and we'll announce more winners before we leave the air tonight. And remember, Raleigh's are the only cigarette that gives you all three. Throat protection, better taste, Lasting freshness. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Say, Anita, did I tell you how lovely you look tonight? You always look like you just stepped out of vogue. Why, thank you, Mr. Skelton. You look a little out of vogue yourself. <laughs> do you like my dress? Yes, very much, very much. How do you like my open-toed shoes? Is that what they are? <laughs> I didn't know if your toes were creeping or your shoes were backing up. <laughs> Well, if David Forrester will lower the, lower the baton, we'll hear Anita Ellis sing, It's Been a Long, Long Time. Kiss me once and kiss me twice, kiss me once again, it's been a long, long time. Haven't felt like this, my distance can't remember when. It's been a long, long time. You'll never know how many dreams I dreamed about you. Or just how empty they'll seem without you. So kiss me once, kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Can't remember this, my dear, can't remember when. Oh, mm-hmm.
kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Thank you very much, Amiga. And now we open the uh, pages of our skeleton scrapbook of satire, and we find chapter 20, the story that deals with the topic of the day entitled, The Housing Shorty. The characters are fictional. If they resemble any people living, them I gotta see. Ah, <laughs> uh, if Stephen Foster could have foreseen the housing shortage of the day... His lyrics might have gone something like this. The sun shines bright in my old Kentucky home. Tis summer and the old folks are gay. The young folks roll on the little cabin floor, trying to trip the man from the old PA. <laughs> Chapter 21. Once upon a time, there was a detective named Willie Lump Lump. He solved everything but his own housing problem. <laughs> Chief, how's the world's greatest detective? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to solve a very tough case. It's a missing identity. Willie, you'd better Who go Who am home. I? Huh? <laughs> Willie, you'd better go home and turn in. Home, he says, home. A chair and a mattress in the alley back of the place. <laughs> you call that home. Don't make me laugh. Don't tell me you're homeless again. Again? I ain't had a good home since Pete's pool room burned down. <laughs> I'll never forget old Pete. <laughs> Boy, the way he used to tuck me in the sawdust every night. <laughs> well, I guess you'll wind up sleeping in the doghouse. No, I cried that once, you know. My dog said to me, he says, I know a doghouse you can rent. See? <laughs> So we go down to the place, but the dog in charge wouldn't rent any dog that had people. <laughs> he said I wasn't a desirable lieutenant anyway. He talks a lot and he couldn't hear himself barking. <laughs> Say, I'm expecting a real estate man named Wonderful Smith. If he comes, tell him I'll be right back. I'm going over to Joe McGregor's pool room and write some letters. Well, why, why don't you go to the post office? There's no kick in the ink. <laughs> Come here. Greetings, Chief Lump Lump. Greetings. Greetings again? I just got out. <laughs> You're a wonderful Smith from a real estate office. What do you find, huh? Oh, there's good news tonight. <laughs> I have found you somewhat of a private room. Only 13 in a bed. Bed, that is. <laughs> 13 in a bed? I can't sleep 13 in a bed. What's the matter, superstitious? <laughs> no, I just don't like the wear and tear on my hot water bottle. <laughs> Can you imagine 26 cold feet in the middle of my back? 
Besides, I can't sleep with strangers. Oh, but hear me out. Hear me out. For $3 extra, they'll give you a personal introduction to the other guests. Well, I'm not interested. Please hear me out. Let me see now what else I got on my list. Oh, yes, here's a house, but it's haunted. Haunted? What's that? Haunted house? Well, that's a house where people used to live, but it's still living. <laughs> That ain't what it says here, but you got out of it. <laughs> I don't think I'd be interested, you know. I don't like anybody I can see through. I couldn't sleep, you know. Ah, uh, but you'd sleep so well, you'd hope you'd never wake up. And they don't guarantee you will. <laughs> well, I'm not interested. But hear me out. Hmm? Please hear me out. I'm here. I'm out. <laughs> well, look, I gave you 30 bucks, and you ought to be able to find me nice apartment with maid service for that, you know. This boy has been away too long. <laughs> well, I'll keep looking. And if you want me in the meantime, I can be reached in room 334,972,722. Tw- <laughs> You weren't with field artillery, were you? <laughs> hey, what kind of a hotel is that with that many rooms? Who said anything about a hotel? That's the number of a boxcar down at the railroad yard. Well, <laughs> goodbye, gentlemen. Well, I got that off my mind. I guess I better get back to my detective work. Look at all these fingerprints all over the floor. I must have come in upside down again last night. <laughs> I'll answer it. You wouldn't know what they're talking about. Oh, yes, I would. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would. Well, then you would. Oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Hello, Raleigh Police Station, Tobacco Road Precinct. <laughs> we never sleep. We can't find a room. We're kind of tired, too. Who am I speaking to? No, I don't know. I haven't been myself all day, you know. What can I do for you? I need protection. I have a strange feeling I'm going to be shot. Ah. Ah. <laughs> what give you a strange feeling like that? Huh? This woman standing in front of me with a dirty look and a gun. Well, wait, I'll be right over. Where do you live? At the Broken Arms, apartment six. Broken it's on Arms. Suppose the boulevard. Suppose it. How do you spell suppose it? S E P U. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> if he lived on Vine Street, we could have saved him. <laughs> hey, O'Connor, there's been a murder. Let's go. Willie the Lump Lump, the human bloodhound, is on the trail. Okay, let's go. Here's your hat and leash. <laughs> <laughs> Right down these stairs here. Right down here. <laughs> I'm getting the bin. Hello, what could I do for you, please? I am the landlady, Mrs. Condra. 
eyed bagel. Well, I could have sworn you were Mrs. B.B.I. I'm Detective Willie Lumplump. I've got to ask you a few questions. You're the landlady, huh? How old are you? Well, I've seen Spencer Von Summer. Really? Huh? Mighty hard winners you put in. Huh? <laughs> this place where the murdered man lives, is it expensive? Uh, Fifty a month. Yeah, the light and gas burning study? Yes, but what's that got to do with the murdered man? Who cares? You don't think I come over to see an old dead body, do you? <laughs> How about renting me that apartment? Hmm? How about it? Huh? Are you kidding? I hung the fence sign out when I heard the shot? Yes. And the place was rented before he hit the floor. <laughs> Now, the next page of the Skelton Scrapbook, it's, uh... Oh, someone give me an autograph here. Look. Brad, that's the name of another winner of a brand-new Chevrolet. And before you read it, folks, here's how you can win a magnificent new Chevrolet. It's so easy because there are so many prizes. A car a day given away. Seven cars a week. Here's all you have to do. Complete this sentence in 25 words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Send your entries to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois, together with two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh's. You'll have plenty of chances to win because there's a new contest every day. Yes, winners chosen from entries received each day. Entries judged on uniqueness, originality, and most convincing statement. Judge's decision final. Duplicate prizes in case of ties. Entries become the property of Raleigh Cigarettes. Contest limited to the United States and members of the Armed Forces Abroad. Now get busy. You can win just as this winner of December 14th. Yes, another winner. Go on, Red. Tell him. I won't tell him. I'm going to keep it a secret. <laughs> oh, go on. Tell him, Red. Okay, Mrs. Helen M. Jackson of Cleveland, Ohio, you do it. <laughs> you just won a brand new Chevrolet, and congratulations. More winners announced on The Raleigh Room, starring Hildegard, tomorrow night. And now back to John's other fishwife. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 23 in the Skelton Scrapbook is a, is a uh, picture of Oklahoma. The musical artist is David Forrester. If this were television and you could see his picture of daybreak, undoubtedly you would say, Oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs>
Chapter 25 in our scrapbook is entitled Room for Rent. No children allowed. Do you have a tenant that you would like to have moved? If so, call a certain grandmother who is related to the mean little kid. <laughs> Stop like that. There you are, folks, the Bedlam Hotel. Thank you. You're a very careful driver. No, I didn't think he was so good. I saw 12 pedestrians and he didn't get a one of them. <laughs> How much is the fare? How much is the Now, fare? Junior, where did you get money? You know me, piggy bank? Yes. I barbecued it. <laughs> Here, I will pay it. I will pay it. I'll pay it, Junior. No, no, Emma. A gentleman always pays. Me mommy says anyone who would allow a lady to pay a bill is a bum. Now, how much is it? Five dollars and eighty cents. Five dollars and eighty cents? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Making a bum out of a widow gentleman. <laughs> like Here's the fair driver. Yeah. Junior, you can pay me back out of your allowance a nickel a week. A nickel a week? Is that a living wage? Goodness, you may not know it, Grandma, but the cost of jelly beans is zooming upwards, you know. <laughs> well, it needs more money, you know. Oh, my, isn't this a pleasant hotel? Well, look, there's a stained glass window. Well, don't look at me. I didn't do that. <laughs> Goodness, I never see stained glass windows before. Wonder what size bricks they'll take, huh? Come on, Junior. Yeah. Let's go see about our accommodation. Yeah, we better see about rooms, too. Hmm? <laughs> You're going to have to put a few more links in me lease. I keep forgetting I don't reach too far. Good afternoon, and what can I do for you? I'd like a small apartment. That's fine. The line forms in Kansas City. Have a reservation. Yes, we do. Oh, oh that's well, different. Oh, different. yes, that's different. Uh, by the way, there's one thing I must remind you of, madame. Yes. I have no personal objections to children, but I do not like hide-and-seek in the lobby, Thank sliding you. down the laundry chute, fishing in the goldfish bowl, or pouring ice water into the telephone bell. Would you mind repeating that laugh one again? Pouring ice water into the telephone bell. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, boy, I had to put that down in me with a repertoire, boy. All right, madame, I'll let you have a room. Now, will you sign the register? Yeah, read it first, read it first. Don't trust these people, you know. Maybe signing your life away, you know. Thank him for that five-day OPA ruling. I do hope I'll be able to survive. Front boy! Yes, sir? Take this lady and the little boy to room 1209. Yeah, but what little boy? Goodness, where did he go? Hey, Nemo, look at me. Hey, kiddo. Junior, get off of there. Don't slide down the banister. <laughs> Good heavens, he broke that Ming vase. I didn't mean to break it. I didn't mean to break it. Don't cry. Bless his little heart. Bless me with a heart. What's my Ming vase? Break your Bing Bing? Not Bing Ming. Ming Bing, what's the difference? You bang now, boy. <laughs> Get them out of the lobby. This way, please. Uh, where's your baggage? Here it is. The one with the stickers on it is me, Nemo. And the, the widow bag is mine. The one with the skull and crossbones on it. Uh. Careful with it, though. Okay. 
Great day. What have you got in it? Oh, just a few essential tools of me trade, you know. <laughs> Careful, the lid flies off. Uh, I told you to like that. Ooh. I told you. Good heavens, Junior, what is all the rubbish? Slingshot, BB gun, scout knife, iron pipe. Junior, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> Stick around, kiddo. You get over that. Oh, <laughs> and we will. elevator, madam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, now I'm when Grandma's asleep. I think I'll run up and down the hall to see what's cooking. That's what that's going to do. Oh, listen, that guy snores. He must be dreaming he's a dive bomber. I'm going to open the door. Oh, look at that. I'm going to twist his nose. Hey, let go of my nose. Yeah, I'll let go of your nose. <laughs> what are you doing in my room? Well, I'm sorry, but you were snoring so loud, I thought I'd turn off your buzzer there. <laughs> A fine thing. Run along to wherever you belong. No, no, not me. I don't like reform schools. Not me. <laughs> hey, are you sick? No, why? Well, you got the same kind of bottle of medicine that my grandpa takes. Medicine? Sure, there. You see your doctor's name on the bottle, too. Dr. Boybin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't touch that. Oh, look. I spilled it all over the floor. Where did the little flowers go? <laughs> Where did they go? They were there. Now they're gone. Come here, son. I want to talk to you. Come here. I know, kiddo. I see that shoe in your hand, and it ain't my size. Junior? Oh, they're closing in on me. I heard something great, so I figured you'd be in here. Shame on you for disturbing this nice man. I expect he was a bit of a bother. Isn't she sweet the way she puts him? If you don't get him out of here, I'll do something desperate. Why bother to knock? Come in. Oh, just as I thought. That atomic bomb with legs again. <laughs> My, what a refreshing breeze. <laughs> Intoxicating, isn't it? Look, are you the manager? Yes. I'm checking out. I wouldn't stay in this joint another second even if it was raining and sleeting, and I had to sleep on a park bench. Uh, Mr. Trinkey, it's against the five-day ruling, but if yeah. you'll overlook this incident, you can stay another day free of charge. Ain't it exciting, huh? I wouldn't oh. stay here if it was I a matter of life and death, and personally, I think it is. Goodbye! I'm truly sorry, and I hope Junior hasn't been too much bother. Oh, not at all, not at all. But if you don't lock him up... Yes, Junior, he's gone again. <laughs> Junior, what have you done now? Oh, he frightened me half to death. I caught him peeking in the keyhole. Junior, why did you peek in the keyhole? Because I'm not tall enough to look over the transom. <laughs> Junior, Junior, it's wicked to peek in the keyhole. Well, it's their fault. They shouldn't expose me to temptation. Why do they build keyholes at eye level? checking out. Oh, but Miss Evans, you're supposed to be ill. Well, I was only pretending so I could have a place to live. But this isn't living and I am checking out. I can't stand this much longer. Little boy, did you ever think of being good? Yes, I did, but I wasn't interested in it. <laughs> Junior, I've stood enough. That nasty mark did it. No. Oh, oh, you hit me. You hit me. You broke me neck. You knocked me neck out of place. You knocked but me neck out of place. There. I put it back again. You well, why did you leave it alone in the first place? <laughs> Madame, I'd like to speak you. Never mind, we'll pack and leave. Uh, but why? Because you hate me. Oh, no, why. no, no, I don't hate you. I love you. Why, with you here, my life would be a pleasure. Oh, now, don't be sarcastic. I'm not. You see, before you came, people were griping about having to move. But now it's a pleasure. Happy day. Happy oh, come day. on, let's move out of here, Grandma. Because I like all the little kids. Once I have no restrictions, it takes all the pleasures out of me activity. You know? <laughs> and remember, we're all with you on every Tuesday.
Tuesday night at the same time. Red Skelp, David Forrester, and his orchestra, Anita Ellis, Brenda Felton, Gigi Pearson, Pat McGee, and our guest, Wonder Smith, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Until next Tuesday, then. This is Red Skelton saying please don't travel unless you have to so the boys can come home. And thanks for listening. And remember, listen to Hildegard tomorrow night and the People Are Funny Without Link Letter Friday night over most of these stations. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. Sir Walter Raleigh, that's the tobacco that leaves your pipe as clean as a whistle. It's carefully blended from rich, ripe burleys and mellowed with just a touch of rum to balance the natural, full-bodied flavor. Get Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco of America. Red Skelton is brought to you by the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. So, who's ready for pantomime? On the radio. Red Skelton was a clown. His father was a clown. And who knows, maybe he comes from a long line of clowns. Red started in showbiz at an early age. And I use the term showbiz loosely here. He took the road of hard, no hard knocks to stardom. When he was 10, he joined a traveling medicine show. He then moved up to vaudeville, moved to New York to make it big, except New York didn't like him. He married Edna Stilwell, who also did not like his act, although rather than canceling on him, she decided to write his material. They later divorced, but she remained his writer. After being unceremoniously rejected by the Big Apple, the Skeltons went into the entertainment hinterlands. I mean that literally, he went to Canada. In Montreal, he perfected his act and Edna fine-tuned his material. Red hit his groove in the 1930s and started to get gigs on various radio programs. He got a big break when he appeared in Ginger Rogers' film Having a Wonderful Time. Back in the States, NBC took a chance and gave him his own show in 1941. The gamble paid off big. The Red Skelton Show was an instant success, up there with Jack Benny and Fibber McGee and Molly. Skelton was voted the Outstanding New Radio Star of 1941. Red Skelton was a physical actor based on his clown upbringing, but obviously he had to rework his act for radio. He did this by introducing many, many new characters that could work in an audio environment. His most famous included Junior, the mean whittle kid, Clem, the singing cab driver, and Deadeye, the fastest gun in the West. There was a tie between the Red Skelton Show and the Ozzie and Harriet Show, Red used Ozzie Nelson's band, and Harriet Hilliard, who's the Harriet in Ozzie and Harriet, became a regular on Red's show. She played Junior's mother and other roles. Skelton was drafted into the Army in 1944 and didn't return until after the war in December of 1945. By that point, Ozzie and Harriet was a big radio sensation, and Red had to replace his music and the roles played by Harriet. His revamping worked, and the show picked up right where it left off. When television replaced radio, Skelton was lucky, or skilled enough, in that he fell back on his visual humor and entertained another generation. His career spanned medicine shows, vaudeville, burlesque, showboats, minstrel, radio, television, movies, and Vegas. Wherever there was an audience, Red would make him laugh. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>